Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I'm your host. Today, I will be talking to Yoni Aro from Prozis about getting started with OPC UA. Yoni will tell us what options you as a listener have for implementing OPC UA. He'll talk about off-the-shelf products, software development, toolkits, open source, training, support, product certification, many other things that will help you get started and that have made OPC UA what it is today and why it has been so successful. Okay, let's start. Hello, Yoni. Thanks for joining. How are you? Hello, Peter. I'm very good, actually. And it's a great pleasure to uh, be invited to this podcast series. I think it's a great idea. You're welcome. Yoni, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a bit about yourself, your company, Process, and your involvement to date with OPC and the OPC Foundation. Yeah, I'm working as the uh, CTO of Process OPC. So I've been responsible of our OPC product development for a long time. We actually have over 20 years of experience in OPC development. We started with the OPC Classic, and around 2006, we started bringing OPC UA support for Java, and we've been partnering with the OPC Foundation in this development since then. And I've also been speaking in OPC Foundation events for several years, and, uh, and I've been hosting the OPC Day Finland, which has been a successful event here for over 10 years as well. In previous, and uh, I'm, I'm sure also in future OPC Foundation podcasts, we have learned and uh, we will learn a lot more about theoretical topics surrounding OPC UA. For those listeners that have already decided or will soon decide that OPC UA for them is the way to go, how shall they get started? That's the question. Um, I guess there's probably not just one way. So maybe you can share a couple of possible steps to take uh, for introducing OPC UA uh, into one's business environment. Yeah, well, uh, of course, that depends on what you are doing, actually, whether you wish to start developing OPC UA or if you just want to use applications that are available in the market. And in any case, I would recommend that you start learning more in practice, getting your hands dirty, so kind of, and you need some, uh, some applications that you start playing with. Sounds great. Can you recommend any specific demo or sample applications? Yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, the samples are a good way to start. And OPC Foundation is, for example, providing good sample applications uh, from their website. Additionally, I would recommend to get some uh, sample client and server applications from companies that are specialized in OPC UA development, such as Process OPC, for example. We're providing a great simulation server and an OPC UA browser. And with these two free applications, you can play on your own computer, independent of the operating system. And this will help you to get to the beginning of OPC UA in practice. Unified Automation is another company that has a long-term dedication to the details of OPC UA. And uh, they are providing also a demo server and UA expert, which you could say is the de facto application, a client application that everybody almost in the field is using in general. Of course, other companies are providing similar uh, samples along with their toolkits or other products. So, so check out what you are getting from them. What can listeners actually do with these demo or sample applications? And are they really free of charge? 
Yeah, they are indeed, indeed free. And the intention is that uh, you need to have something to play with. Even if you have a real application, you probably need, if you have a real server, for example, you need a real client to play around with. And these uh, browser and new expert applications are helping you to have a view to an existing server. You can find out what data is in the server, and then you can uh, read and write, monitor data changes and things like that. But if you don't have any actual server and you're developing a client, for example, then you might have a look at the simulation server, which enables you to have something to run a client against. And the simulation server also lets you to see to the internals of the OPC UA practice. We'll be talking about or have already talked about security here or there and in more detail, but, but just for today, do these demo or sample applications help you playing around with the high-level security options built into OPC UA? Yeah, definitely. All that's included in them. It's a major part of OPC UA, the security. And with these applications, you can also see how the security works in practice and you can learn all the details. You can uh, configure the security options to the servers and on the other side to the client. Whenever the client is making the connection, you are choosing which security mode you want to use. And with this client application, you can also uh, see how it goes in practice and you can learn the details of uh, dealing with the application instance certificates that are used for authentication of the client and server in practice. And really, indeed, security is a crucial part of OPC UA and, and also these applications. Okay, so I, I get it that you can use these demo and sample applications to learn the basics of OPC UA communication in practice, right? Now, would they also be good for something else like, you know, testing connections? Yeah, definitely. That's, I would say, is the most practical thing. After you've learned to play with them, then you can go and use them against your, even your production system. Or if you have any troubleshooting issues, these are the first tools that you want to play with and, and take in use to find out what goes on in the communication. You can kind of replace the actual server with the simulation server and then see how the real client application is communicating with or the other way around. You can use the browser or UA expert to communicate with uh, any server and test whether you can communicate with with that one and then you can also check the data if you can monitor data changes if you can monitor events read history and all these functionalities these are really kind of helpful applications with the user interface and they will let you uh, do things in practice very easily okay so once you've played with the sample or demo applications how for example can you start implementing opc ua at your production site Well, then you need to go and, and look for the applications that are supporting OPC UA. And there already is quite a bunch of them. For PLCs, for example, you, you should find very easily support for OPC UA and for other systems as well. But you need to go and do the search, of course. Where do you go searching? Where, where will you find them? Well, first of all, you have to contact your system providers. You might want to consider upgrading your existing software or even hardware to provide new versions that uh, support OPC UA. But uh, this is not necessarily so easy since you don't want to go changing the existing system. So in some cases, you might uh, like to use uh, other applications that help with the brownfield solutions as well. But it depends on whether you're building a completely new site or modifying an already running system. I believe I understand. Can you explain uh, the difference between, you know, needing OPC UA for a new solution or if you want to implement OPC UA into an existing brownfield solution? 
Well, of course, if you are building a completely new production site, for example, you are free to choose new equipment, new PLCs that already have OPC UA built in and, and so on. And definitely then you should go and look for products that are supporting OPC UA. But if you are upgrading a brownfield solution, then you are more or less uh, kind of careful what you want to really change. And your options might be also limited what the what the vendors are letting you to do within, with an existing system, how you can upgrade and so on. But even in these brownfield solutions, you can uh, use additional hardware or software components called gateways that can uh, convert existing protocols to OPC UA. And that might be a really good solution for you in these cases. So how about, for example, the availability of OPC UA products and solutions for industrial markets, uh, be it on sensor, uh, MES or IT ERP level? Will listeners find uh, what they will be looking for? Most definitely. Of course, traditionally, OPC is strongest on the PLC SCADA level. And today you can uh, get PLCs already built in with OPC UA support for most vendors. Or, as I mentioned, you can have this kind of gateway solutions that let you even convert old versions of PLCs to OPC UA. But OPC UA is expanding to the sensor level, it's expanding to the MES level, and also these devices and applications are supporting OPC UA more and more. SAP, for example, has been very dedicated even on the ERP level to support OPC UA already. Yoni, OPC UA is all about interoperability. I mean, we are at the home of industrial interoperability. So can you please share your experience regarding having OPC UA products interoperate in practice? Well, we have to remember that OPC UA was already developed over 10 years ago. And the first public release of OPC UA came out actually quite exactly 10 years ago, 2009. And since then, the products have been tested for interoperability very extensively. OPC Foundation is running interoperability workshops in uh, several locations every year. And they're also running a laboratory where they are testing products for interoperability. That has resulted in a really good interoperability of products in practice that we've seen happening. And especially in comparison to the old classic OPC, we don't have similar problems at all. We, you can typically just plug and play with, uh, with OPC way without any issues. I get it. So looking for certified OPC way products is a kind of insurance that you get a high quality product that will work with other OPC way products, right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, the uh, laboratory test that the OPC Foundation is running are giving certificates for products. And you should definitely go and look for certified products because that ensures that the applications, the, the products are really doing OPC way as it's meant to be. So in a future edition, we will be going into more detailed into how product certification of OPC UA solutions by the OPC Foundation works. Uh, but for now, suppose I have an existing product that I would like to start supporting OPC UA. How do I proceed? Okay, I get it that you want to develop something in addition to your product that already is supporting other protocols or some native communication. And now you want to extend it with OPC UA. Well, then you need some kind of a 
components that do the OPC UA for you. And first, I would need to explain that I think that there are two levels of components. There is the stack layer that is actually doing the your communication layer of OPC UA, and that's very important for ensuring interoperability. But that's typically not quite enough for good level of application development support. And for that, we have a group of components or products called SDKs, Software Development Kits. And these come from several companies for different languages, different operating systems. I could mention that in the member companies of OPC Foundation, in addition to Process OPC and Unified Automation, also Matricon, OPC Labs, Softing, and Software Toolbox are, for example, providing goods toolkits that are recommended. And you might now be wondering whether this is a commercial toolkit or a free toolkit. These are indeed commercial ones. And the cost range for these starts from around 1500 and goes up to 15000 depending on the service package you want to get. And this reflects also the uh, kind of extensible functionality of OPC UA. So it depends on what kind of features you really want to target. As you mentioned, the fact that the software development toolkits are commercial, what is the alternative? Uh, what about open source? Isn't that a solution that many listeners uh, are looking for today as well? I've understood that the OPC Foundation, but also institutions, uh, companies have released uh, open source implementations of OPC UA, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, OPC UA is very extensive and it has, or I already mentioned, these different layers and there can be different part of functionalities that your applications may need to support. And as you mentioned, depending on what kind of organization you are dealing with or whether you're just doing academic research or whether you want to really develop a reliable product to the market, your choices are, of course, different. already mentioned that there are the stack layer and the SDK layer in practice. And OPC Foundation has open-sourced stack layer implementations for .NET, C++, C, and, uh, and Java practice. And they've ensured that these are interoperable. But uh, on top of that, the SDK products that are typically commercial are providing you kind of most reliable and fastest way to the market if you really want to get a reliable implementation of OPC UA. But there are other open source initiatives in the market as well, and uh, they are targeting different kind of functionalities. There are, for example, some libraries that are now researching very much the new TSN communication, which is kind of future of OPC UA. But as said, there are different alternatives and you really need to do your research and figure out what's the functionality that you need. OPC Foundation is also defining different profiles that the applications can support. So you can support data access, you can support alarms and events, you can support history reads and so on, and different information models. And the different products have different level of support for letting you do this, especially easily. There might be also differences in the OS platforms that they support. There's obviously difference in the broken language that they support and so on. So you already gave one kind of uh, spec about the uh, software development toolkits. Uh, let's compare open source and SDKs a little bit further. So we all know that uh, open source is about the free use of software. It's not about like a free beer, right? So can you give us maybe one, two more advantages, disadvantages of either uh, SDKs or uh, open source solutions? 
Yeah, definitely traditionally open source has been very important for development of many technologies and also for OPC UA, it plays a major role. But with open source components, you always have to remember that you have to be more available yourself to adjust the, the code base to your likings. And there's no one behind the product to really guarantee that you get everything done for your application. With commercial support that the SDKs are typically coming with, you kind of get a better guarantee that whatever problems you are facing, you will have someone to ask support from. And you're also paying mostly for this support. You could think it like that. So I think that's the major difference here. Very good. You mentioned support. So in either case, what do I do specifically? So if, I'm, if I've bought an SDK or if I'm using the open source solution? With open source, of course, you have to be able to go and check the code base yourself and be able to modify that to your needs. Or there might be a community behind the toolkit that may be available still to support you, but there's no guarantee for that. With the SDK or commercial support, you, of course, you can just contact the provider and they're typically very quick to react to your issues and they want to work on the interoperability issues and they want to improve the libraries in general all the time. And I would also like to mention that these commercial companies are really guaranteeing you also the future of OPC UA because OPC UA is, is extending all the time it's being improved all the time and therefore it's very important to have a dedicated team that is ready to support all new features that are coming up and also take care that everything included in opc way will be supported okay we're getting to the end how about training do companies provide workshops and trainings and and if so how can listeners find them yeah, there are a lot of companies that are providing OPC way trainings, especially the developer companies are providing developer trainings. But we at Process OPC have also started more and more end-user trainings. There are companies that are specialized in end-user trainings as well. And uh, unfortunately, the OPC Foundation is not listing the training companies at the moment. So you need to do your own search and find out which companies are closest to you and so on. But I see that there is more demand for this going all the time as well. And, and we need to add more training options in future because people need to be educated. Yoni, what can you share regards to what has been going? What development do you see that has been taking place lately as far as is concerned OPC UA in the market? Well, this year I've noticed that uh, we've seen more and more end users coming up and ask for trainings, ask for more information, and they've learned now the benefits of OPC UA in practice. They've also found now products in the market. There's a lot of PLCs, there's a lot of SCADA systems that are supporting OPC UA, but uh, also there's a lot of information modeling work happening in practice. And we've seen now end-user companies in pharmaceuticals, automotive, and other industries they are starting to look for benefits of OPC UA in practice. So we're not talking about technology that much anymore. We are talking about what can we do for improving our production systems in general. And uh, these companies are talking, for example, about the plug and produce principle. They would like to be able to just purchase new equipment, plug it into their production line, and just let it run without spending days of configuration work to get everything connected to their historians, to the MES systems, and so on. So I think this is the major advancement that we've seen this year that makes the biggest difference in my experience. 
Yoni, thank you very much for the interview. It was great learning from your explanations. If you, dear listener, want to get started or maybe first learn more about OPC UA technology or about the OPC Foundation, I suggest you maybe want to listen to the preceding OPC Foundation podcasts or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or are interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, or maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation or otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the uh, website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. In future editions, I'll be doing interviews with more special guests on topics such as cloud, certification types of users, companion specifications, and markets and use cases. It was great to have you with us. If you liked what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. And Yoni, uh, thank you for having been my guest today. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.